tells it this way. There was once a garden, and the people were happy and free, unencumbered with shame and need. They were happy. They had everything they needed. And they were completely connected with God, each other, and themselves. But something happened. They've been longing to go back ever since. We've been longing to go back ever since. Humans, we long for more. We long for beauty. We long for perfect and happiness. And when we don't get it, which we inevitably won't, we build up walls to protect us. Walls made of stuff. The garages of our hearts stuck to the brim, just like our actual garages are stuck to the brim with things we don't use for three years, but keep just in case. When I am on Instagram and I see things neatly lined up in rainbow order, I know where everything is. I have everything I need. There's something so comforting about that. A comfort that promises to protect me from scarcity. That was the wedge that got between the first humans and God in the garden. The first garden. The idea that there was something they needed that they didn't have. The idea that they had to reach outside of themselves. That they could grab onto what they didn't have and keep it close. Now, of course, we here are reading this parable today from our vantage point as generally privileged people. For the most part, at least for me, we have 401ks and savings that we question when we hear this parable. I think this is a moment when we need the perspective of others to understand the fullness of Jesus' message. Yes, greed can possess us. Greed can harm us. Having too much will harm our souls. But so does poverty. The question this parable urges us to ask is this. Do our possessions possess us? What has entrapped us? What do we long for that has the empty promise that it will save us? I wonder what for you is disturbing about this parable today. I think we should go back, pull back, to the reason Jesus told this parable in the first place. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me and give me my share. A fair request. Jesus answers, Friend, who has set me up as your judge or arbiter? Then he told the crowd, Take care. Avoid greed in all its forms. I've always thought that Jesus responds with this parable of the rich man for the sake of the person in the crowd asking the question. So someone came to him and said, make my brother give me half of, my inherit of his inheritance. And Jesus responds, your life is more than possessions. Take heart. You don't need that inheritance. Let it go. But maybe Jesus' response is meant for the other brother. For the brother whose job it is to divide the inheritance. Maybe this parable is a kind of judgment on the brother who is neglecting to give what he ought to give. Maybe this parable is meant really to be disturbing for the other brother. A story to make him realize that whether it's God's voice or the voice of his own conscience, keeping it all for himself will trap him in greed. Jesus knows that there is only one thing that works in this life, and that 
giving. Now, does this parable mean that my 401k is wrong? What about the money I inherited from my grandmother that makes it impossible, that makes it possible for my family to live in San Diego? Are those wrong? Are they bad? I don't know. I think this parable ought to make me question the place of money and wealth in my life. But Jesus himself says, I did not come to cast judgment in this matter. Nothing is all good or all bad. But here's what it comes down to. Do I own my possessions or do my possessions own me? Many things can entrap us, both greed and poverty. They can keep us from living fully. Jesus warns us that the only way we can be truly free is by giving. Jesus responds to the man in the crowd today with one word, beware. Beware of greed. Avoid greed at all costs. Take care, he says. Take care of your soul. Jesus teaches us that the true definition of self-care is inextricably linked to care of the other. There is no way to care for ourselves if that care neglects others. And that's radical. In this world on Instagram as I scroll that tells me all these ways what self-care means, which is basically taking baths, I think. In the kingdom of God, there is no such thing as self-care without care of the other. There is no difference between me and the So I think my own Instagram struggles are the parable that Jesus would tell today. That the thing I'm yearning for is not found in the little glowing rectangle of salvation, but that true freedom is found in giving, in taking care of others. We take care of ourselves.